You're listening to MC Exodus Podcast with your host, Michael Conteus. Christian Talk. Bible Studies with Commentary. I highly encourage you to download this podcast and share it. Get this message out there. All right, welcome everyone. Uh, Before we get started, I'd like to encourage uh, you to download and share this podcast. Now, Romans chapter 3. And this is a really good chapter that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, And there's going to be a commentary afterward. But uh, let's get started with Apostle Paul and his letter right here. Chapter 3. Then what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? Yes. There is great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. True, some of them were unfaithful. But just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. And as the scriptures say about him, you will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your case in court. But some might say, our sinfulness serves a good purpose. For it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. Of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? But someone might still argue, Well, then how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him more glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. And you know, it's kind of true because... You got a lot of people out there saying like, what kind of God do you have? You know, I mean, what kind of God sends a person to hell? But we send ourselves to hell. Just remember that by the decisions that we make, we send ourselves to hell. Okay, we choose not to uh, follow the word. We choose not to help people. We choose to just be bitter and unforgiving. And that's what condemns us, is our disbelief, our doubt, and our flesh. You know, and not coming to Christ, not believing in God, not believing He's the Son of God, not believing anything. Just unbelief, doubt, and unforgiveness. Now take a look at this over here in verse 9. Well then... Should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. And as the scriptures say, No one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. And it's true. No one is seeking God. 
Where do you see people really after the Lord these days? Well, there, there's some people, but I mean, in the we are in the end times, and and I'm going to tell you right now, the Bible is totally correct when you know it says that that children will turn against their parents. There's lawlessness in the streets. You you can completely see it. You know, even even our own country is turned upside down with violence and just lawlessness. You can see it everywhere you turn. And that's because no one is seeking God at, at, at this point. They're seeking themselves. Now right here in verse 12, all have turned away. All have become useless yeah see all have turned away no one does good not a single one their talk is foul like the stench of an open grave and look at that you know I even see Christians cussing all the time and I do I mean I'm, I'm going to tell you right now and and here's the thing they have no conviction of it and they will tell you, they will go and pray over you and then turn around and start cussing and it's it's not just a few people this is a lot of people that are claiming to be followers of Christ and this is where it's at it's it's they have turned away from convictions and from and they are not seeking God and if you see a fellow Christian brother or sister and and look right here is their talk foul is there is it like a stench from an open grave does it not sit right with you when you hear all of that well, the Bible says to encourage one another. The Bible says righteous judgment. Let them know. If you are not cussing, you know, let them know when they're doing wrong. Help them out there. Look, snake, ven snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follows them. They don't know where to find peace. And they have no fear of God at all. Now, this fear of God. Do you think it's uh, a fear that, you know, you've seen a, a scary movie on TV and you're... you're trembling afraid of of God or is it a reverent fear of the Lord you know do you want to serve him you know do you, do you honor him do you recognize him as God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit 
most high in the throne room, do you honor him like that? Do you realize when you come in prayer that you are coming before the most high, the creator of the universe? And and this is what I'm asking you today. Do you have a reverent fear of that? When you go to court, if it's, let's say you get a traffic ticket or you get in trouble, you got to go to court and you go before a, a judge. Do you get nervous? I used to. I used to get nervous. You know, if I had a ticket or whatever. And I, was, I, get, I used to get nervous. And, and that was a... Just like a, a a fear of authority, I don't I don't know fear of what could happen. But if we're and I'm I know for a fact that it, that feeling resides in everyone. So, tell me this: if we're getting kind of nervous when we go before a man, but then we don't even we don't even think twice or bat an eyelash when we go in in prayer before the before the most high god you know i think it's just a simple respect that not, that a lot of people don't have anymore you know even in prayer it's kind of like a game it's almost like oh yeah let's pray you know but does everyone understand what is really happening when you go into prayer? I don't cast my pearls before swine. I don't go running around praying over everyone. Okay, I pray when I'm asked to. And I pray when it's needed and I pray when I'm prompted to. Okay, over people. And the Bible says, pray about everything and worry about nothing. Now, my personal prayer life with God is extremely important. But praying over everyone. I mean, I don't think that that should be taken lightly. And I don't think that God should be either. Moving right along. In verse 19, obviously the law applies to those to whom it was given. For its purpose is to keep people from having excuses. And to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands the law simply shows how sinful we are. And I don't know if you guys know the, the Old Testament, but there was a law given to Moses. All right, all those first five books of the Bible are very important because it shows God's law, it shows them establishing a nation. It shows the Israelites coming on the scene. But then that law, they took it to heart. Let me tell you, they followed it to a T. 
and it became repetitive. And God had another way, and that was Jesus Christ. Now take a look at this. Christ took our punishment in verse 21. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. As was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are. For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God is, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. And do you see that? People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life shedding his blood. Now, this sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Now we can boast, or can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No. Because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. Now, you can say a sinner's prayer. You can say, oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. And you can actually, yeah, he probably did die on that cross. Yeah, I believe in him. And then go two months without prayer. And you want to know why you went that long without prayer? Because you didn't have any faith. See, it says right here. Our salvation is based on faith. We are being made right with God through faith and belief. Not belief and no faith. 
That is what makes you have a good prayer life. That is what help has God transform you is the this faith. You know, and sometimes faith is hard to obtain. You know, some people need to see a miracle right in front of them in order to get this faith. This hard, obtainable, unobtainable faith. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. People think it's impossible to have faith. Because you have to have an open mind. God is doing miracles all the time. I'm going to tell you right now. But most people don't even see it. Most people think that that's a myth. I hear this a lot. Myth. Oh, that's a myth. You believe in a myth. It is not a myth. God is not a myth. God is all-powerful. God is real. Um, you know, if you all don't know my story, I think I'll do a testimony series on this podcast so that you can get to know me. But I'll share a little bit with you. I had a mighty miracle happen to me two times in a row. It was like one month and then the next month uh, another miracle happened. And these miracles were just undeniable. You could not... You cannot sit there and try and, and and argue the point. This was a this was a miracle done right before my eyes. And my faith was increased to 100% immediately. So, as far as faith with me, that was a gift from the Holy Spirit, I believe, because I I didn't have any faith. So, it was extremely difficult for me to pray. I knew of God since I was a child. My mother was a Christian, still is today, reads her Bible. I mean, she's elderly now, her walk is not strong as it was, but you know, she's still a believer and she has faith. You know, it's not by works that we get into heaven, but they're nice though. They're good for the kingdom, let me tell you. More works you do for God and not yourself, the better. But that's not what's going to get you through the doors. Faith in Jesus. Belief in Jesus. And repentance. Trying to turn away from those sins. Understand repentance isn't works. It's a way of life. You know, everybody thinks, oh, I got to go repent. Oh, it's a chore. No, it's not a chore. Repentance is turning away from your sinful nature. The things that plagued you and got you to the point on your knees to begin with. Now, let's let's continue here in... Verse 28, for we were made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. Now, the law was important. Ten commandments. I mean, you had all of these different things that you had to do, like sacrifices, and you had to do burnt offerings and sin offerings, and and you had to do all of these things. You had to 
honor the Sabbath. You had to do eat certain foods. You couldn't uh, you couldn't touch a, a dead carcass, or you would remain unclean. Uh, there was so many things and so many rules to this law. But when Jesus came and died on the cross, he took on the burden of all of our sins in a magnitude that was greater than each and every little sin offering and every little rule that made them be cleansed before God. Jesus took it all on, okay? Every different kind of sin you could think of. All right, it was one sacrifice for the rest of eternity. And to buy into that was faith and belief. You know, blessed is he who cannot see. This is what Jesus said. Think about that for a minute. Who cannot see me. Who cannot see. Well, we cannot see him. Okay, where is he? I can't see him. But I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel him. I hear him, the small, still voice, the thought in my head, a prompt to go help someone, a prompt to apologize, a prompt not to get upset, these type of things. You know, some have argued with me, oh, well, that's just yourself. Another person told me, you need to see a psychiatrist for all these voices that you're hearing. You need to go to the doctor. And you know what that does when people tell me that? That says I'm doing my job. Because the Bible says that they're going to look at me and say, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Pretty much. Now take a look at this in verse 29. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? And who are the Gentiles, by the way? Anyone who isn't Jewish. Now, of course he is. There is only one God. And he makes people right with himself. Only by faith. See, only by faith. Look, and you get faith by belief. Okay, that's, that's, the, that's the ticket here. Now, saying the sinner's prayer, is that a sin? No, I didn't say that. Okay, no, not not at all. But is that the only thing that you should do? Is it now now that's a thing that I I believe is not being preached a lot. It's not being taught. Come on down here. Let's uh, repeat after me. You know. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and and believe in your heart Have you accepted Jesus Christ in your heart today? You know, where does it say all this? Where does it say that in the Bible? You know, it's through faith and belief. Because I don't see the sinner's prayer in here. I don't see it written down. I don't see the instructions of how to say it and what to say. 
I don't see that in the Holy Bible. Why is that? Because it's not in here. That's not what gets you into heaven. What gets you into heaven is belief and faith. And and if you don't have a lot of faith, ask the Lord to give you faith. In prayer, if you even have just a belief, ask the Lord to increase your faith. Ask the Lord for a miracle to happen. Ask the Lord for something to happen so that your faith will increase. And look at this. There is only one God and he makes people right with himself only by faith. Whether they are Jews or Gentiles. In verse 31. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law. And look what it says right here. Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. And take a look at the Ten Commandments. That is a classic example. That's a short little version all wrapped up in the 10 little rules of the law. So it's through faith and belief in Christ Jesus. And I wanted to share that with you because, you know, I have to tell you, a lot of people are getting misled and, and it's sad, I, I must say. Um, you know, the world is in a disarray. Everyone is confused. This reprobate mind is now taken over and it's spreading like a cancer. There's really not a lot we can do about it. You know, we can reach a few here and we can reach a few there. You know, but we cannot turn the world anymore. It's now set on course. And it's... It's headed for the end. But we can do what we can do, and that's spread the gospel. That's spread the news. That's teach the Bible. That's learn the Bible. Let's seek his face. You know, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'd like to remind you to download and share it, please. Let's get this message out there. Um, share it with your family. Share it with your friends. You know, take me on a jog with you. Take me to the gym. Let's break this Bible down. Let's let's get into the word. Let's figure this out. Let's seek his face. Until my next episode, God bless you all.